Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it from WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. Thousands of runners have trained for the TSC New York City Marathon happening this Sunday, November 5th. However, if you're in the group of people who believe the only reason to run is because someone is chasing you, maybe a new book will change your mind. It's called The Slow AF Running Club, The Ultimate Guide for Anyone Who Wants to Run. And yes, I know there are a few of you who don't like that colloquialism, but that's the book's title. And it's written by someone who knows what it feels like to be told he really wasn't the type to run, given his size, his 300 plus pounds. In his book, Slow AF founder and past NYC Marathon participant Martinez Evans covers buying your first pair of running shoes, setting goals, establishing running as a habit, and even marathon training. When I spoke with him, I began our conversation by asking Martinez to brag a little, asking him how many marathons he'd completed. I ran eight of them in my 300-pound body. And how many races do you think? Uh, I stopped counting over 100. (laughs) My goodness. When you first started running, did you think you would become a marathoner? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't, right? And I even think the way I even got started running um, is completely different from what everybody else in their complete journey when it comes to running. How did you get started? So 10 years ago, I found myself in a doctor's office. So on my feet, working eight to 10 hours a day, uh, wearing these hard bottom dress shoes, um, selling suits. And I started to develop some hip issues. So I went to go see a doctor. And as I'm sitting in this doctor's office, telling them all the things that's going on. Hey, doc, this hip hurts. I'm on my feet. Used to be a, uh, a football player. What's going on? And he looked at me and said, Mr. Evans, I know why you're in pain. Okay. Like, why? You haven't touched me. You haven't put a stethoscope on me. You ain't did none of that. And he was like, you're fat. Not only you're fat, you need to lose weight or you're going to die. And out of frustration, um, you know, we, we continued to have this conversation. And he was like, you know, you need to start walking on the track and all this other stuff. And out of frustration, um, I said, skip all that. I'm going to run a marathon. And he laughs at me and tells me, that's the most dumbest thing he has heard in all of his years of practicing medicine. I do not like this person. <laughs> I just want to say that up front. I do not like this person and the way he handled you. Um, so you were doing it a little bit at the beginning. To I'll show you. I'll show yeah. somebody. Spite. <laughs> you just went right for the S word. Spite. But you know what? You're, you're very clear that you, you don't have to do this to lose weight. That, that This book isn't about running to lose weight. How have you found... What happens when you remove weight loss from the discussion around running? Oh, man. The, the grass is greener. The birds chirp louder. <laughs> um, and you're able to really enjoy running and enjoy movement just for the sake of movement, right? I have a quote that says, the celebration is in the application. So once you take weight loss or the numbers out of this, you can celebrate the fact that you put on your shoes and got out there and did something, anything, and that's okay. What are some of the emotional benefits of running? Well, you know, there's so many things I can say about uh, running. I would say my favorite thing is like it's generally accepted not to hit people. So, you know, (laughs) pounding the pavement is Mm -hmm. probably my first go to when it comes to um, dealing with somebody who um, has not nice things to say to me. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to deal with your frustrations. Deal with your frustrations. It's great for mental health. Um, and I would say overall, it just makes me feel grounded. 
the fact that I'm out in nature and I'm listening to the music that my body makes, the mm-hmm. sound of your feet, the way you're breathing, your heart rate pounding, all of that is music to my ears. Let's talk to Vincent from Neurochelle, who is actually running right now. Hi, Vincent. Hi, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Vincent? Oh, yeah, I'm on the, uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate uh, this segment, and it's been part of my life since uh, I quit the football team in ninth grade and realized I was destined for a lonelier sport. <laughs> uh, but I am now 36, and I find that I get slower every year, and it is a little dispiriting. So sometimes to the point where I, you know, ask myself, what, what's the point? I've still managed to get back out there and run pretty, pretty hefty distances, but, oh, but significantly slower. So just curious of your take on that. On the aging body, Absolutely. on becoming a different kind of runner. Listen here, your, your body is meant to change, and it's okay that you get slower. You know, the fact that you're not a professional athlete it's great because you're still out there. And the beautiful part of all of this is that you don't have to compare yourself to your previous numbers. I would like to tell him that comparison is the thief of joy. And we want joy in your life. So continue to run and continue not to look at those numbers. When was the last time you went running without looking at your watch or even having your cell phone with you? Try that a few times and, and really enjoy, like I said earlier, the music that your body makes. John is calling in from Virginia. Hi, John. Thanks for calling all of it. You're on with Martinez Evans. Hi, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well, John. I've got a question regarding runner's height. My wife's been running for almost 20 years, and I don't understand it. I can't go more than half a mile without being out of breath. What, what is it? How, do, how does that feel? How is it different from any, anything else? Oh, man. Runner's high is... Mm. is amazing. It's the elation that you have, right? The sense of nothing, you have no other worry in your head and in your mind, and just running just seems to be effortless. One of the things I would recommend, John, is slow down. You know, maybe you're running too fast and that's why you peter out a little bit. Or the other thing is add intervals. It's okay to add a run-walk interval inside of that. And that way you're able to get out there for a little bit longer and not feel as tired. And maybe you too will feel that runner's high. Let's talk to Liz from Westchester. Hi, Liz. Thanks for calling all of it. Thank you. Yes. Hi. Um, Martinez, I, I, I burst out laughing when I heard the title of your book. I was like, this book is long overdue. I am definitely one of your slow AF runners. And I just want to ask you, what what else are you planning to do? Are you trying to, are you going to get a group together? Because I definitely would love to join a running group you know, of fellow slow AF runners. And how soon can we get your book as well? Absolutely. So... <laughs> couple things yes yeah, so slow your front club started off as a virtual community you can find more about that in your favorite app store so ios and android download the slow F run club app or find us at slowfrunclub.com and yes one of the things that i'm also in the process of doing right now as we speak is launching a non-profit arm to the slow F run mm. club and with this non-profit arm once we get it up and running we will be having in-person chapters you know our overall goal is to get one million people to start running in the body of they have right now. My guest is Martinez Evans. The name of the book is Slow AF Run Club, the ultimate guide for anyone who wants to run. The name is, uh, it's, it makes you laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. makes you smile. 
It's going to make some people mad because the, you know, yeah. but that's all right. Um, how did your name come about? So I was running New York City Marathon. And for everybody who has run New York City, there is a bridge called the Queensboro Bridge. Mm-hmm. That bridge is a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, a beast of a bridge. It's quiet. There's no crowds. And I got off this bridge and running on First Ave, I seen this guy on my left-hand side. and He was like pointing at me and he was saying something, but I didn't understand what he was saying. So I run closer to him and I take my headphones out. And he's like, you're slow AF, buddy. And I was like, what? He's like, you're slow. Go home. So I get in an argument with this guy. And I'm like, no, you go home. You're drunk. <laughs> I'm running the race. I've trained. You go home. And when I finished that race, because I did finish that race, um, I, I vowed that I would wear slow AF across my chest, just as Superman had that S across his chest, as a badge of honor, you know, to let people know that I've ran races where they've ran out of water, where they took up signs, where they uh, porter potties was messed up. And I still fit into these races in spite of all of that stuff. And that's what slow F and run club means to me. Why do you think people are frightened of being slow? Um, the, comp- the competition of it, right? I think running is the only sport where we are on the same course as the professional runners. Like, you could run New York City and, like, run behind Des Linden, right? And I think for a lot of people, they get that all up in their head, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, Des is out here. I need to do that. And that's not necessarily the case, you know? What I found out recently is that most road races are permitted as as a parade. So <laughs> we're, we're all participating in a running parade. So last time I checked, I didn't see Santa Claus try to beat out Mickey Mouse in the parade. So why is it the same thing when it comes to these road races? So, you know, the thing I always tell people is that if you're not a professional runner and your life does not Uh, depend on you getting first, second, or third place, you are participating in a running parade where you paid, you've already paid to get a participation medal at the end. Before we go any further, your logo is that happiest little tortoise (laughs) with some paisley going on. (laughs) Just love it. Just wanted people to have that visual. Bob from Brooklyn is calling in. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Great. Well, I have a, I have an irony of running for me. Uh, always been kind of jockish uh, in my younger years, and I've always been among the faster and quicker people uh, against whom I was competing. But never liked running very much until I had one unexpected perfect moment of running. It was summer. It was late. I had to walk the dog, and I wanted to get in and out before a huge thunderstorm started. Well, I didn't quite make it. So I'm coming home. There are these huge, like, silver dollar-sized raindrops that start. I'm a block away, and I look down at the dog, and I realize I'm not going to make it because the dog is older. I dropped the leash, and I looked at the dog and said, you're on your own, and I (laughs) took off running. And the dog is running behind me. I can hear the chain flapping in the wind behind me and hitting the sidewalk. And that sound is getting lighter and smaller. And I realized I'm not running anymore. I'm floating. Ooh, oh, this is very, I was this is on just the toes <laughs> touching the ground. And the heels were wrapping up behind me and kicking myself in the backside as I'm going. And it was effortless. <laughs> and it was joyful. That's what I'm talking about, Bob. Bob. Thank you for calling in. We went on a journey. 
with Bob. We, did. <laughs> we definitely went on a journey. What's your take on motivation? Some people think you need to have goals versus having motivations. Where do you stand? Um, I stand with goals. I stand with you actually need a trifecta. You need values, you need goals, and you need habits. Values is the thing that you're, it's the unattainable thing. A good mother, that's a value. There's not one thing that you can do to be a good, a good mother. But when you're, when you're on to the ancestors, somebody can say, mm-hmm. Allison was a good mother. Same thing with running, right? Then you need goals. You know, what are the things you're going to do? And then what are the habits that's going to help you along um, to make sure that you get to your goals? Let's talk to Brandon from Newark. Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for calling in. Hey, how are you? What's up, Brandon? Hi. Um, hey, what's going on? Um, just wanted to call uh, and say, as a slow AF runner, how much I appreciated um, the work that you're doing and the program. I've ran my entire life, and I've always been uh, the slowest or one of the slowest. My mile times aren't great, but I found a lot of joy in running. Uh, I'm a new father, uh, and with the birth of my son, I recently found out that sickle cell trait runs in my family. I have it. Um, my son has it, so it contributes to kind of that windedness that um, we feel. But I've always still ran um, regularly, uh, but never really found a space or um, a group that really embraces those of us who might not be running at the same pace as you know professional runners or those um, who have a lot of like aerobic um, ability. So just wanted to say how much I appreciated this program, the work that you're doing, uh, and can't wait to you know see Slow AF. Um, branch into groups that I could join. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon, thank you so much for calling in. So let's say we've got people excited. They're thinking they want to start. What's step one? Step one, buy my book. No. Um, (laughs) Step one. That's okay. Step one, you know, if you want to start running, you don't know where to begin. Go outside and run for 15 seconds and then walk for a minute. At that 15 seconds, you can gauge whoa, that was a lot, mm-hmm. and that's a lot. Let's take it back. Let's walk for a little bit longer. And if you're like, yo, I can do definitely do more, do 30 seconds. Run for 30 seconds, walk for a minute, repeat for 30 minutes, do that for three times a, a week, and then add on a little bit more time, maybe 10 to 15 seconds to that run every week or so. My guest is Martinez Evans. The name of the book is Slow AF Run Club, The Ultimate Guide for Anyone Who Wants to Run. Two-part question. Let's say you're somebody who's bigger bodied. Let's Mm -hmm. say you're a person of color in a predominantly white neighborhood. Let's say you are thinking, I I don't want to deal with people saying stuff to me while I'm out running. I don't really want to deal with the comments. What advice would you give to someone who does have some fear or is a sensitive person and, you know, People can be really insensitive and, and bad. You know, people can be really <laughs> insensitive and bad, right? Um, the first thing is that somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business. So if it don't apply, let it fly. The second thing is delusional self-belief. Now, this mm-hmm. is the notion that you believe in yourself so much that everyone else around you think you're delusional. And that's okay because you want to make sure that you will your way to your goals. Those are two things that I got. What about the inner critic? The, the inner person critic. who's booing you from inside. <laughs> so the inner critic, this is my favorite part, right? I have, a, I have an inner critic as well. His name is Otis. 
And one of the things we should, we all should do is to give our inner critic a a persona, a life story, a backstory, right? My inner critic, his name is Otis. He's a, a drunk uncle that says um, just all types of random things. And I remember growing up and having a drunk uncle and being like, go sit in that corner, uncle. And you'd be like, you know what, nephew? You're right. So the same thing with that inner critic. If you give it a persona, give it a voice. Otis has this raspy old voice, right? S- say those things that that person would say to you, and you'll mm. see how how ridiculous some of those things are. Robin's calling in from West Harlem. Hey, Robin, thanks for calling all of it. Yeah, thank you. Listen, I, I was a runner for years, and I've stopped because of some hip issues and whatnot, and I really miss it. But then I was thinking, yeah, you know, you're, you're a little old now. This is not, this is something for young people. But I'm listening to you, and I'm like, F that. Yes. It's for young people. It's for any people. So, and and I used to be very competitive, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to be so much slower per mile, and yeah, so what? So I want to thank you for giving me inspiration to get my ass, sorry, to get myself <laughs> out the door, and I love the 15 seconds on and off, and the 30 seconds on and off, just to reacquaint myself yeah. and find out, okay, what does the hip let me do? It's going to let me do something, so I'm going to learn what it's going to let me do. And you're just totally inspiring me, so thank you. Thank you. Running is all about an exploration of your body. Mm-hmm. So definitely explore. See what is out there. My message is all about empowering people to really tune back in with their bodies. What are common missteps or mistakes that people can make? They don't mean to make them, but they make them, and then it can sometimes damper their enthusiasm. Terrible twos. Most new runners or even re-beginners, they go out too, they do too much, too soon, too fast. So they, they, they run too fast, they mileage is too much, or they do both of them too soon before their bodies can actually acclimate to the pounding of the road. And that's the first, the first trip to injury town. Let's talk to Stephen from Airmont. Hey, Stephen, thanks for calling all of it. Do you listen to music when you're running? Because I cannot. Hmm. Interesting. For, for two reasons. Two reasons. First of all, I'm like getting in touch with like the whole rhythm of my my everything, and the mu- the music is it would be it, it would, it's too distracting. Yeah. I mean, I learned this years ago. It was way too just dis- plus. I tend to like sweat, like the things in my ears and the sweat were not compatible. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, how do you feel? Where do you come down on music? Um, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I listen to music sometimes. I listen to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts. Mm. Or sometimes I just, I just ride naked, meaning yeah. no, no, no watch, no, no ear pods, no nothing. When you first started, how were you feeling? I mean, those very first runs you did. I almost said a bad word uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I felt, right? So let me take, can I, we got a few seconds to tell Absolutely. you my first run? Yeah, please. So my first run, I stepped on this treadmill and, and I was inconveniently sandwiched between two gazelles. One guy was going 10, mm. the other guy was going nine. I thought to myself, okay, these guys are going to speed. I can at least go seven. When I got on the treadmill, my body flashed before my eyes. <laughs> And I fell off the treadmill. Oh. The sound my body made when it hit that ground was deafening. You can laugh. It's okay. I'm not laughing. I'm more <laughs> like, oh, I just, I was feeling for you more than laughing. 
So I hit the ground. These gazelles stop and look at me. I make this loud thud in the fitness center. And as I'm mortified, I grab everything and I get out the get out the door. I look back at the treadmill and it was 15 seconds that was on the treadmill. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel so bad in that moment. Um, here's to somebody to uh, text us. Relevant to the Slow AF Run Club segment, I've been a runner for 10 years, fairly serious. I'm female. Running comes up occasionally in conversation. Every once in a while, someone will question me and then say vaguely, condescendingly, oh, you jog. Most often, these people are male. When this happened, when I was in the middle of marathon training, I looked up the difference between running and jogging, and most sources agree it was jogging was slower than a 10-minute mile. This happens to be right between the average speed for men versus women. Very interesting. Very interesting. However, Merriam-Webster says the definition of run is to move faster than a walk. Well, there you go. Boom, boom for both of you. Um, We're going to run out of time in a minute, but I do love that you – not only you told us about Otis and, ne- and negative talk, you also say that there's a chafe monster out there. Yes. Uh, what are some necessary defenses against the chafe monster? I think we can all figure out what that's about. Yes. Cotton is your worst <laughs> enemy when it comes to exercise. Leave that stuff at home. Don't wear it unless you really want to see the chafe monster. It's the last thing. Body glide or lubes or things of that sort that you can lube up on your bodies on your bits and parts that, that rub a lot mm-hmm. will also help prevent the chase monster as well. If somebody's inspired, how can they get involved with you, with Slow AF, follow you on Instagram? What's the best way to, to get engaged? Absolutely. So you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at 300 pounds and running. That's 300 spell out pounds and running. If you want to know more about the Slow AF Run Club, you can go to slowafrunclub.com or download the app on iOS and Android at Slow AF Run Club. Is there anything, I know you've been doing a, quite a bit of press. People are really into this. As you can see, our, our callers were totally digging this segment. Is there something that you haven't gotten to say about this that you really want to say or you think is important that just maybe people haven't asked you or it's come up as you're doing press? Um, I think one of the things that the larger message is that, you know, people are always like, well, if you're not trying to lose weight, like, aren't you promoting obesity? And my, my answer to this thing is that I'm not promoting obesity. I'm promoting that everybody becomes physically active in the body that they have right now. And they all should love themselves. And that cannot be packaged in a pill or a powder. That was part of my conversation with Slow AF Club founder Martinez Evans. His book is called Slow AF Running Club, The Ultimate Guide for Anyone Who Wants to Run. Martinez will be in attendance at the NYC Marathon Expo all weekend long. And that is all of it. All of it is produced by Andrea Duncan Mao, Kate Hines, Jordan Loft, Simon Close, Zach Goddard-Cohen, El Malik Anderson, and Luke Green. Megan Ryan is the head of live radio. Our engineers are Juliana Fonda and Jason Isaac. Our intern is Kim Naderfane petersa Luscious Jackson does our music. I'm Allison Stewart. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you. I will meet you back here next time. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.